0: A ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Well, everybody knows your name. Hello. Welcome to the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cube So this show is it's like it's like a how you say uh, a a, a Peak. yeah, a peek. Let's go with that. A peek into my brain. A peek of all the uh, media I have consumed. I throw it out in a podcast form so that this uh, information, this data, or data, if you prefer, does not sit up in the dusty attic of my brain and slowly drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh boy, uh, I do this in the hopes that you listen to it. A, yes, sure. Uh, also, perhaps think, yeah, oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, maybe I will also consume that media. Or, oh, that sounds like not something I would like. I'm going to stay away from that media. Yes? Which also, as I just say, that is a sort of uh, possibility exist that you haven't seen some of these things, or watched, or listened, or experienced. So, I could spoil them for you. And I don't want to do that. So I warn of that possibility. Hmm. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, just wanted to say at the top of the show, and it's probably already obvious, I haven't recorded in quite a while. (laughs) Uh, from your perspective, you won't have noticed, because I uh, get things pre-recorded. For example, let me give you a little behind-the-scenes action, as I do from time to time. I'm recording this on December 25th at 6 o'clock in the morning. Jesus Christ, what am I, a kid, getting up to open presents? No, because I'm not a kid, and I don't have any presents to open. Oh, that's kind of sad. Huh. So, uh, yeah, just... Uh, The reason that is happening is because I uh, so sort of pulled into Fallout 76 that I sort of purposely didn't consume uh, uh, lots of movies. I I just sort of, I've been watching Prison Break, which I gotta say is not very good, but it's a perfect, perfect is too strong a word because it's not very good, uh, a good show to sort of have on the background while you're playing Fallout 76. Um, So I've been sort of really Uh, trying not to (laughs) consume media for the purposes of podcasting, uh, which is a strange thing to do, Uh, but that's what I've done. And another strange thing to do is to push a button, segue, uh, that will start a series of five five five-minute timers like this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rough you some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Christmas Spirit, a.k.a. Booze. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, movie the first, The Vatican Tapes from 2015. A horror movie, which you will notice uh, three of the four movies of this movie monologue are horror movies for the reason that uh, the only movies I've watched have been ones that I have watched with The Misses. Uh, as we watch like one a weekend usually, give or take, Uh, and horror is her favorite genre. So that's why it's just like we watched one horror movie a week for three weeks and I haven't recorded uh, that whole time basically. 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 This being the first and the worst. first and the worst. Yeah, it wasn't very good. A priest and two Vatican exorcists must do battle with an ancient satanic force to save the soul of a young woman. Blah, blah, blah. So very much things you have seen before. Not necessarily done bad. Uh, Not necessarily, anyways. Uh, It's just, if you've seen the exorcist, there's no real reason to see this because it's taking so much from it that it's kind of ridiculous. Kind of. Ridiculous, but uh, there's there's a few creep creepy moments. Uh, I think rating. I'd go like a Probably like a two. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty pretty not great pretty mediocre But mediocre and not even in a good way if that makes sense, but let's move on to what it is Why didn't that window close? What is a good movie over the horror genre? Bird Box from 2018. Ah, yes. Uh, I have a feeling you may have heard of this because its popularity, <laughs> excuse me, seems to be growing. Uh, five years after an ominous, unseen presence drives most of society to suicide, a mother and her two children make a desperate bid to reach safety. Basically, it is a quiet place, but instead of sounds it's sights... Moving on! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, that's really... It's like they saw the quiet place and like, yeah, okay, some interesting things here. Let's say that if you see these things, you kill yourself. Uh, It is a post-apocalyptic movie, which, if you are at all a long-time listener, you will know anything post-apocalyptic right up my alley for some reason, I don't know why. Sandra Bullock, or Sandy, as I like to call her, who I love. Man, she's still looking friggin' Sandy Bullock. Mm. Uh, boy and girl, yeah. Boy, girl, <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah, uh, rating-wise, I think uh, easy to give it a 5 out of 5. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, The missus liked it, I liked it. Uh, had to recommend it to a friend. Uh, he said his wife had nightmares all night, which, uh, yeah, they have a boy and a girl twin, (laughs) so maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, regardless, Bird Box, recommend. Uh, okay, so now moving to a movie that's not as good as Bird Box and not as bad as The Vatican Tapes Halloween from 2018. Ah. This is, uh... Uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis is back in her role as what's her nuts, the girl from Halloween. Laurie Strode confronts her longtime foe Michael Myers. Uh, I will say, uh, and maybe my rating will reflect uh, two and a half to three to maybe the very odd cool four moment, but uh, that is infrequent at best. Uh, Michael Myers as a horror guy is my least favorite. Uh, Freddy Krueger. I would go first, uh, and then uh, Jason, and then Michael Myers just never really did it for me. Uh, I didn't really like any of his movies per se, so that may explain my rating a little bit. Uh, Really nothing else to say, it's just a a Halloween Michael Myers movie. He tries to kill things, he kills things. Yep, did he die at the end? Seems like he did, but who knows. Okay, last but not least, and this fits in with uh, the behind the scenes action I gave you earlier on, uh, the misses and I watched a non-horror movie in the form of The Christmas Chronicles. Why did I say the T so hard? The Christmas Chronicles. I don't know. Uh, this movie definitely falls under the category of uh, movies uh, where I heard a bunch of people on a bunch of different podcasts talking about how it was actually very good. And i got to say, uh, my hopes were really high. So it, it didn't quite... Meet them, I would say hundred percent. That being said, uh, it was very good. Uh, rating wise, I think I go like a solid. Uh, okay, let's do convoluted rating time, as I do quite often. Uh, Kurt Russell, five out of five. Uh, the movie as a whole, the movie as a whole will go three out of five. Uh, to no, no, you yeah, we'll we'll go three out of five for the movie as a whole. Uh, uh, no, no, okay, wait, L- listen to this, let me throw this at you, Kurt Russell, 5 out of 5, movie as a whole, 4 to of 5, uh, child actors and other actors who are not Kurt Russell in the movie, 3 out of 5, <laughs> so uh, th- they sort of bring the movie down, uh, no offense to them who will never hear this ever in their lives, so I don't feel too too bad for saying something not nice in a podcast where I very rarely say things that are not nice, Yeah, they were just, uh, they were not great. (laughs) Uh, My one question of this movie, uh, this movie in which uh, Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus, hmm, uh, is his beard real? Today's Television Talk Sponsor is Crazy Harry's Lawyer Wig Warehouse. Thank you for that sponsorship. I am the first Doctor Who. Yes, of course, we're going to wrap it up, folks. If you've been following along, I've brought back every episode because it is a show that I feel almost obligated to do so, but not in a bad obligation way, like, you know, for work. But no, uh, obligated because they're all so good and I just want to talk about them. For example, uh, uh, episode 10 of season 11, which is kind of the last episode. uh, 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 There's going to be one more, Oh, which is uh, coming up in some days from my perspective, which we will talk about maybe on the next episode. It might actually work out that way. Um, uh, But I think that's more like a special episode. I don't know if it will be Christmas per se, but uh, I think it's like a special rather than a... Normal. I, I I don't know. Uh, anyways, on the planet of R- av Avkolos... Wow, sounds a little uh, Klingon, that, uh, that name. ...lies the remains of a brutal battlefield. Oh, even more Klingon. Did you get Klingon in my Doctor Who? Uh, but as the Doctor, Graham, Yaz, and Ryan answer nine separate distress calls, they discover the planet holds far more secrets. Who is the mysterious commander with no memory? What? Lies beyond the mist. Who or what are the ooks? Uh The answers will lead the Doctor and her friends towards a deadly reckoning. Boy, howdy. Uh, yeah, uh, easy for me to give this uh, series... Uh, I was going to call it season, but let's just stick with series, because that's what they call it over there. Across the pond, as people say. Annoying people. Uh, Easy for me to give 5 out of 5. Jodie Whittaker, big fan. A little more return to form, I would say, just in terms of having a doctor who's a little more light-hearted. Which is what I look for. Uh, Still, for my bang for my buck, I wouldn't mind slightly more dollops of comedy uh, throughout. Uh, They did tackle this season some serious subjects, which I guess would have made... Uh, Comedy and, you know, uh, Rosa Parks and racism, (laughs) those mixture would have been perhaps a little difficult. Although they they did have the odd little bit. But still, uh, very, very good. Uh, Highly recommend Doctor Who, as it is one of my favorite shows. Uh, One of the very few shows, I think, maybe the only show where I bring back every episode on the television talks. Okay, let's move on to something that has almost no comedy. (laughs) Broadchurch. Uh, yes, uh, The Mrs. and I last night finished Season 2, or, oh, sorry, jolly old, uh, England, Series 2. Uh, so, if you're unfamiliar with uh, the first season, uh, there was a murder. I'll try to do this without spoiling too much, but I might. Uh, the murder of a child. Uh, so, this the show is a, definitely a bit of a Debbie Downer, <laughs> let's say. Uh, and the first uh, season is trying to figure out who in the small town community uh, was the murderer. Okay, so, season one, we figure out who it was. Season two all revolves around the sort of trial, uh, new evidence coming up. Uh, uh, mostly trial-based stuff, but uh, how the trial is impacting the community, the people within it, the people affected. Uh, the, the the lawyers, uh, the, the the girl who plays the lawyer, I really liked. Uh, Oh yeah, and then we sort of mix in the fact that uh, David Tennant, former Doctor Who, uh, he he has an old case that was sort of hinted at in the first season that sort of comes to light. Uh, I will say that that uh, ends up being wrapped up by the end of the second season. And so does the trial. Uh, The trial which is up and down. uh, You don't know if the guy's going to be found guilty or uh innocent and that's crazy because you the viewer of the show know that he is um guilty yeah you uh, or she <laughs> oops uh <laughs> you know that uh, this person is guilty uh and yet you're watching this trial very frequently having the thought oh geez this guy's gonna get off uh so that and it makes you so tense uh and that's what i will say of this the show in general it's just a sense of tension and there's one The second to last, the second to last episode in particular, uh, ends on such a cliffhanger that you're just like, like, I I literally remember saying out loud, ah, fuck you, (laughs) fuck you for leaving a cliffhanger like that. Uh, and the Mrs. and I did something which we never do, because this is a show where we would watch like one episode a week and just sort of like really like draw it out like that. But when this second to last episode ended on such a cliffhanger, we were just, we were both like to each other, fuck this, let's watch the next one, which we never do. Uh, so if, if that is a indication that you should watch the show, and I think it is, you should watch this show. Uh, I will give it a 5 out of 5. Uh, Looking forward to Season 3, which will probably be starting in the next couple of days since it's the holidays, so we'll probably throw one of these in. Uh, I I really have no idea where it's going to go from here. Hmm. Interesting. I think it's a new case. I think I saw a little blurb on on, uh, on Netflix uh, that it's like a new case has come up of some sort. So, interesting. Today's book banter sponsor is DDS Evil. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, media piling up a little bit in the form of these three books. Normally I do one book per because I usually read around one book a week. But uh, since it's been about three weeks since I've recorded, I have three books. That is math. Simple math that even my brain can do. Uh, okay, so uh, three books I read are all in the same series. Uh, the series is like, geez, like seven, eight books. It's, it's a lot. Uh, and I will say on that note, I think I'm going to stop at book three and treat this as my own little trilogy. And uh, not because I'm not liking them necessarily. It's just they're, they're sort of easy reads. Um, more aimed at young adults, I would say, than um, someone my target demographic. Uh, These books are called uh, the series is called Hive, H period, I period, V period, E period, which of course stands for Higher Institute of Villainous Education. They are by Mark Walden. They are, uh, I I sort of did a little thinking of what the math of these books is. Uh, Harry Potter, uh, number one, meets uh, um, Austin Powers meets, that's probably about it. <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter meets Austin Powers with a dash of James Bond. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, so it's basically these kids who are for the most part, it seems kidnapped <laughs> uh, and taken to this school. Uh, sort of a, a elite underground school uh, Hogwarts-esque except uh, instead of magic, they're learning how to be quote-unquote evil. Uh, and, and that's one of the, the, the problems with this series I found, is that uh, it's a funny idea, uh, and sometimes they do it very Austin Powers jokingly. Uh, you're you're going to see so many tropes from these uh, James Bond, Austin Powers types movies uh, that it'll feel like it's a spoof, but then... Uh, it'll take turns where it's definitely taking itself seriously, and that's where it kind of loses me a little bit uh, I will say the first book uh, first book in, in the series is called uh, Hive, Higher Institute of Villainous Education I like the title. It's, it's, it's weird. It's uh, uh, kind of a kind of a crazy title I enjoy uh, the book itself. I flew through it. I, I very much enjoyed it. I liked the main character Otto Malpence. Oh, did I remember that name? That's pretty good considering I have no notes. Hey, remembering a character's name is unusual for me. Uh, I I liked him. He was, like, super, super smart. Um, And I I flew through it, enjoyed it. I'll I'll give it a 5 out of 5, even. Uh, It it was definitely an easy read, and you could tell it was probably... uh, Yeah, (laughs) let's just leave it at that. The second book, uh, titled The Overlord Protocol... Uh, also good, I'd probably go four, I'm on the third book now, probably also the four. Uh, I just get the sense that it's gonna be in these books more of the same, and I almost feel like, uh, I I don't know if it's like a money grab feel necessarily, it's just that I kind of feel like maybe the author, uh, saw the popularity of Harry Potter and thought, you know what, I'm gonna do this, uh, and... I don't want to say half-assed it a bit, because they are very good, but, uh, you know, that thought did pop into my brain. Whether it's true or not, whether there's any validity to that or not, I don't know. It's just a thought that I have, so I say it, because that is the point of this podcast. Getting thoughts from my brain out of them, so I don't have to think them anymore. Uh, So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we end up at this school... Harry Potter, I mean, Otto Malpence, (laughs) Uh, has a friend named Wing, who's, like, good at martial arts. A little uh, racist there, of course. Uh, We've got a, a, is she Scottish or Irish girl? Uh, Another girl who's, like, good at breaking into things. Uh, We've got a fat German kid. (laughs) Uh, We've got a kid named Nigel, who's... Dad was like a real evil genius type, and he's trying to live up to his image. Uh, We've got all the teachers are kind of cool. One's a cat. Trapped in a cat's body. Folks, this is books. Today's game Gavin sponsor is margarine beer. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, have a interesting one for you today. Uh, a D and D recap, which is not unusual. However, this one is because I have started playing. Yes, playing, not DMing in a new D and D game. Actually, sort of a good segue from our last segment in that uh, this is a Harry Potter-themed D&D game that I'm playing in. Uh, Okay, so that's strange right there, a little bit. It's it's not the norm, I guess you would say. But stranger still, me, a uh, 37-year-old cis-white male, is playing D&D with um, eight black women. (laughs) Oh, sorry, seven black women in the DM. Uh, Yeah, I, I think my numbers are correct. Okay, so how did all this happen? <laughs> how did the strangeness happen? Well, first of all, let me just say, The the, the Amazing Thing of Nerds. the, the Yes, <laughs> The Amazing Thing of Nerds. Ooh, I like that as a title. Okay, wait, let me just type that in. The Amazing Thing of Nerds. Okay, that might be the title. Uh, Is that when it comes to nerds when it comes to the love of things to a nerdish degree let's say uh there is no race <laughs> uh there is no sex <laughs> sometimes quite literally <laughs> uh so the, the, i don't i don't think it's crazy it's just a uh, uh on facebook uh it was like uh in the dnd uh like the main page if you I think if you go on Facebook and type in Dungeons & Dragons, you'll find uh, this group, uh, D- Dungeons & Dragons 5e. And there was like a section where it was people trying to find games. Uh, so I, I got talking to this one girl. Uh, she lives uh, not far uh, from me, like cl- actually kind of close to my work. Uh, I got talking and she said she was going to have a group starting up. Her friend was looking for players. Um, so then got talking to her. Um, and then it just sort of snowballed from there, uh, and we all seemingly got along very well online. Then there's that sort of fateful, kind of scary day, where whenever you're meeting a stranger from the internet, there's always that sort of thought as, uh, you know, am I going to be murdered? (laughs) Luckily I was not. Uh, And then it ended up uh, being quite... fun. So what I have for you is the recap of that, because I sort of volunteered to do the the recaps. Actually, um, most, if not all, are, uh, if not 100% new, somewhat new to D&D, so I think it's been sort of nice that uh, I've been there to offer what expertise I can. Uh, very much stressing, <laughs> and this is my fear of mansplaining or as I say to the group, uh, d and splaining I, I, I never want to do that. Uh, I always offer as much or as little, and I always underline as little help as anyone wants as far as d d stuff including to the DM. Oh actually, uh, she is going to be coming to the next game I am running just to see uh, how I do things Uh, And hopefully she'll sort of hop in and play Anastasia, which uh, you might not know who that is if you haven't listened to previous recaps anyways. Uh, Okay, so uh, this is probably going to be a long episode uh, in general because I'm wasting so much time, but uh, let me just hop into the recap now. Uh, Session number one, Hogwarts Bound. Ahem. Like many great tales, ours begins with a journey. From the world of the mundane to one of magic, our adventurers bid their families farewell at King's Cross Station. At least those of them that have families. (laughs) My character did not, as he is basically a sentient pile of bones. Um, Headmistress Alice Elvira instructs all those first-year students gathered on how to take that first step, that initial leap of faith through a seemingly solid wall. Nagia uh, goes first with an enviable ease. Arlia K. Bellamus, or Ardi for short, goes second, but not by choice, as Avina, perhaps not trusting her eyes, needs further proof of the wall's insubstantiability Yes, see, yeah, I knew this would be a long one. Uh, and pushes her through. Grob, that's my character. Ever the Peacemaker senses their repercussions are inevitable, so sacrifices himself by casting a minor illusion on his face so as to appear like Avena, so that when he steps through and slams into a shield cast by Artie, he has perhaps lessened some of the apparent brewing turmoil. Mended their friendship, you might say. Mend is a spell, and that was a joke that I made during the game uh, uh the next series of events can likely be best best described with the phrase shopping montage <laughs> which i thought was uh, funny uh in, in probably a sexist way that uh, the first thing we do in a uh all-female uh besides me group of and D. Uh, is go shopping. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Sexist. I I will freely admit that thought is sexist, but it is a thought, and I am pouring them out. So be nice. Uh, wands and robes and pets. Oh my! Including a goldfish named Jerome that will now live inside the skull of Grob because he was not quite creepy enough. When everyone had shopped till they had dropped, a quick trip to Gringotts for some family funds is our last stop before finally boarding the train to set off for the illustrious school of ma- magic known as Hogwarts. Yeah, see, we're really deep in the Harry Potter world here. <clears throat> uh, once tucked away on board, the train departs, and it is a perfect opportunity for Nadia Artie avenia and grob to become even closer friends grob assumes grob says and then i posted a link to my backstory which maybe i'll read next time nadia says and then i left space for her to post her backstory should she do it Artie says same avena says same oh yeah Uh, you will notice that the number of uh, characters i have mentioned is not quite the number i gave of players uh that's because in this first uh session not all of them can make it uh and i don't know if they all are going to make it for the second one uh we did a facebook group with an event and there's three still haven't responded so i i guess we'll see uh, that will be on the 29th uh, so not too far away uh okay Uh, This congenial conversation and candy chowdown was rudely interrupted by fellow students by the name of Hermione and Neville who had some sort of toad-based emergency. Surely all four of our adventures will help. No? Well, of course, at least three of them are up to the task. Also, no. Oh, okay. Uh, Give me two. Yes. Okay, fine. Good. Nadia and Grob decide that when a good deed knocks... An adventure rings the doorbell they are going to answer so they set off in search for neville's lost toad avenia also sets off on a mission of her own but since it is on a train they can only go forward and backward and she is embroiled in a web of intrigue let's say uh, aka found the toad and admitted the truth about finding it hmm yes uh, despite obstacles in their way, eventually, Grob and Nadia find said toad locked in a cage, which is nowhere for toad to be. Uh, I, <laughs> at least put him in a terrarium, am I right? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, one casting of Speak with Animals later, uh, Gr- uh, and we learn the key to releasing Neville's toad is, well, a key. Uh, The mission for Toad becomes a mission for a key, and as Grob asks a wide array of students, where is the key? Uh, We interact with, among others, Ron Weasley, a Draco, Draco Malfoy, and a hairy, I did not get his last name, Uh, until eventually a section of the train is reached where a rascally group of pixies, I think they were, are tossing around what appears to be a key back and forth, and it seems our adventurers are going to have to have a fight on their hands if they want to get this toad free, and of course they do. Will the toad be freed? Will others from the train come help them get it back? Artie, Avenia and perhaps as many as three others will the train even reach Hogwarts how does Grob feed a fish that is inside his skull find out next time on Harry Potter Z which is a Dragon Ball Z reference if you are unfamiliar folks Whew. yeah so obviously very hotter Harry Potter centric which uh, you know if I had the choice I would probably prefer uh, vanilla D&D that being said Uh, The reason why I like it is because uh, the DM and the players are such uh, big Harry Potter fans that their excitement is high, 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 which brings mine, high, high, high. So, uh, you know what? I'll take it. If having excited players who uh, RP and are really digging it uh, means a little Harry Potter in my D&D, give me a little goddamn Harry Potter in my D&D. Also, (laughs) it's just amazing, really, how... Uh, quickly uh, we sort of like got into it to where it was like seemingly we've been playing for like a while despite it was like we were playing for like five minutes and it's like uh, it's just the the, the magic of nerdius that uh, as I say a 37 year old white man can play with a bunch of young black women and it's, it's so quick that it, it just feels normal and I love that and I love that and I love this and that <laughs> one of the best parts was uh Uh, One of the, uh, and and I think this is what sort of really broke the ice more than anything, Uh, the the DM, uh, it was her first time DMing, and uh, I don't think you could tell she was nervous, despite her saying she was, she was very, very good at it, Uh, and a natural, I would definitely say, Uh, and and one of the other girls, uh, the one who I had initially met online, uh like somewhat early on she presented she pretended to start crying and then just said i'm so proud of you <laughs> to the girl who's doing and uh once that happened it was just like all uh, all roses from there and uh, good clean fun Internet's intercourse sponsor is Friendster. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay. Uh, got a lot of new podcast assiny, uh added assening. Yeah. Got a lot of new podcast assening. You fucking Jesus. Uh, that I've started listening to. So uh, that's what I've added here. Uh, the first being Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Yes. Yes. Uh, now there is that thought that, uh, just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you should start a podcast, uh, and the sort of sad thing is that celebrities who are just sort of jumping on the podcast bandwagon, uh, can often end up getting a lot more listeners, especially initially, uh, than people who are been doing it for years and do it better. Yeah, just period, do it better. Um... So that's kind of disheartening a little bit. Uh, Conan O'Brien, I don't think I would put in that category just for the reason that his sort of bread and butter is basically doing a podcast, uh, interview, talk show, and podcast. The only difference quite often is length. Uh, and plus, he, he did do one back in the day. I forgot what it was called, but uh, I, I, I did bring it back to this podcast as well. Uh, uh, the, the premise of this one is he interviews people on his uh, show, He's not, quote-unquote, real friends with any of them, but wants to be. Wants to see if a a friendship can develop with these people who he gets to talk to. Uh, and, And that's social. Sit down and talk with them. Find out likes, dislikes, interests of the shared variety. Uh, basically the premise doesn't matter so much as it's just, uh, for the most part, everyone I've listened to, uh, super, super funny dude in the form of Conan and often a funny person sitting with him talking, Hey, that's what a podcast can be. Or, you know, it could be one person talking to themselves, uh, saying, uh, on a list of five things, the media they can have consumed. That can be a podcast as well. I think. <sighs> uh, okay, next was... I Was There Too. Ah, oh, yes. This podcast with host Matt Gourley. The final episode. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Episode 100. Uh, final in that he's not going to be releasing regular ones. Uh, he does sort of say that uh, maybe every once in a while one will pop up. Which, uh, I like that idea. Just not... You don't end the podcast, but... If, if the possibility comes up where you can have like a special episode you'll do it you'll post it and people who subscribe every once in a while they'll get a nice little surprise so so good for him um, his last episode uh, was with Brooke Smith uh, from Silence of the Lambs she was the quote-unquote girl in the well oh uh, if you're unfamiliar with I was there too um, uh, Matt Gourley interviews people from giant films blockbusters quite often, like Silence of the Lambs, Uh, but he won't talk to Anthony Hopkins. No, he'll talk to, like, an extra, or someone who had a little part, or uh, sometimes someone who was cut out of the movie altogether. Uh, Kind of a cool, cool idea, and I liked uh, this girl was interesting. She had a lot of cool stuff to say about being in that well. Uh, Yeah, so good, good stuff. Hope it comes back. Uh, Kevin McDonald's Kevin McDonald show. Kevin McDonald you may remember, from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, um, probably one of my favorite kids (laughs) in the hall. Uh, Definitely one of the strangest, which is perhaps why the uh, love I have for him is strong, because I like a weirdo, and he is a bit of one. Uh, The show is interesting and hard to describe, so I won't, because we're running out of time. Uh, Next, uh, Clear and Vivid with host Alan Alda. Uh, Yeah, this sort of combines... Um, podcast interview with sciencey stuff quite often um, he apparently has a, a great love of science and not even so much science as the communication involved with science uh, and how to get it across to the layman kind of sort of kind of sort of uh, and, and he's got a very pleasing soothing voice Alan Alda and being someone who's seen every episode of M.A.S.H. multiple times over doesn't wait doesn't wait uh, with that one, I think I might go uh, where I won't listen to every single episode, but if one sort of pops up that sounds interesting, I'll, I'll watch it, uh, listen to it rather. So, you know, take that with a salt of grain of it, please. Uh, last but not least, Dr. Game Show also seemingly ending. Ah, oh, sadness. I don't know why, because uh, it's, I loved it. Uh, what it was, was they would play quote-unquote, game shows uh, submitted by the audience. Uh, Audience participation uh, on that show was, I think, higher than like any other podcast I can think of off the top of my head. It was pretty impressive. Like, uh, they would have dozens of calls per episode and sort of fly through them. Uh, the shows were f- the, the games were often bad, which meant comedy. Uh, the guests were often comedic, which meant comedy. Sometimes they would have kid. Uh, one episode in particular you, you would probably would be a good one to listen to is Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, and his kids, or was it just one kid? Uh, yeah, so uh, good stuff. Uh, again, there was hints that maybe it'll be, be back. I don't know, um, but it sounded like that's over as well, which is sad, so I, I wanted to bring it back. Folks, we did it. We made it to the end, or did we? Will there be a conversation cleanup after the credits? Yes, of course there will. You can already tell this episode's going crazy long because it is a clean up all the things episode. As I mentioned at the top of the show, what I forgot to mention, which I mentioned at the bottom of every show, huh? Is that it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. <laughs> 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 ni ni Yes, yes, of course, of course. With this many things to talk about, I'm going to have to jam some in the cleanup conversation at the end of the show, right? But but bonus you might even say? Uh, okay, first uh, and foremost, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, Normal Difficulty back on Twitch, yes. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Normal Difficulty, he's a, a dude who plays video games, and uh, formerly, ha- how I found him back in whenever that was, many years ago I think if you'll go back to the podcast to like 2012 I will have been talking about his YouTube channel Uh, but uh, now he's 90 some odd percent Twitch only um uh, he's back. Uh, he's sad to say. Uh, let's bring it down for a moment. Uh, his mother recently passed away, which uh, as you can imagine, when something like that happens, uh, you're probably not going to want to play video games online for people to watch as much as you used to. So, uh, recently back and just incredible to not only see the return of him and those who uh, care about him on his Twitch channel, uh, but also f- get to be a part of it. In fact, uh, because I'm... Uh, I don't know if, why, necessarily. Maybe it's just because I'm a, a, a regular on the stream who will go in and, you know, sort of shoot the shit a little bit, uh, watch. Sometimes I'll just lurk and watch a bit, but sometimes I'll interact because that's fun as well, uh, either with him or others in the chat. Uh, someone gifted me a... Oh, I should have put their name down, but I didn't know I was going to be talking about this. Uh, someone... Uh, gifted me a subscription to his channel uh, so you, you get if you're unfamiliar with Chit uh, with, with Chit, I uh, don't blame you because it's not a word uh, if you're unfamiliar with Twitch, that's a different thing uh, so I get emotes and a little badge beside my name and I plan on, just because uh, the feeling of community in this channel is really unlike others I think it's, it's very strong let's say, and, and good and pure, uh, but then also funny and uh, gets dark at times and uh, uh, laughs plenty and puns. Did I mention there will be puns? And ridiculousness and uh, all in all, just it, it, it's a good thing. In, in a world of not good things, I, I would say the normal difficulty Twitch channel is a good thing. Yeah, let's, let's put it like that. Uh, Okay, so um, next uh, thing on this conversation cleanup is five-second films, which uh, I, I realize I'm sort of way behind the times if this is something you've heard of. It's just I think the... Uh, creator was it the creator yeah the creator of this was on the pointless podcast with kevin Pereira, which i highly recommend you check out in fact i think i did last episode recommend that you check it out um and he just sort of was mentioning this and they were talking about some of their favorites and it sounded interesting um uh, because i'm behind the b- behind on watching these since they came out <laughs> excuse me quite a few years ago uh i sort of had the backlog and there's a little button on their channel under playlists where you can play all uh and they just kept coming and coming and coming and i had many laughs and laughs and laughs and head scratches because some of them are insane uh basically the 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 title there is very descriptive in that they are five second films uh weird funny strange Weird to dimension, (laughs) Uh, but quite often hilarious. Uh, So, you know, go over there and check them out if you haven't already, because they have been around for a while and actually have stopped making them some years ago. I think like 2015 uh, was the last one, the last date that I saw. Uh, But still, good stuff. What else is good stuff, uh, and also somewhat blast from the past that is still ongoing, is the Rockin' and Raygun Awards from uh, electric Playground, specifically Mr. Victor Lucas. Uh, the 2018 version just came out. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, this goes way back in the day as well. Uh, back to uh, when he was on the television. That old, that old television thing. Remember that. Uh, yeah uh, so basically it's a reviews of all the movies uh, or, Well, yes yeah, some movies did he do movies this year actually I don't know if he did uh, some years he guys I, I guess it sort of ebbs and flows a little bit what he will review uh, but it, it's breaking down all the video games of the years uh, into their various uh, genres uh, talk talk uh, talking the best five of each genre that sort of thing Uh always interesting to get uh, someone who's a professional reviewer of video games and and see them sort of lay it out for you. Uh, And and it's something that I have great nostalgia for. And uh, Victor Lucas, just a super nice dude uh, who I have had the pleasure of meeting on more than one occasion. In fact, right now, and I'm doing this for the purposes of being able to say this, I'm looking uh, on my shelf at a bag of coffee. Why would I do this? Because it is autographed by none other than Mr. Victor Lucas. Hey, there you go. There you go. Uh, let me end this by saying uh, Google Nerd Kane Adventures, and you can see just what I'm talking about. Folks, it's still nice to be nice to the nice. Oh, shit. I forgot the cleanup conversation sponsor is Rating Things.